The question now is what will the United States do? What is our strategy? You can't send the American army to war without taking the American people to war alongside of them. It's Tuesday, January 30th, 2024. And this is today's warning. It is a very good thing and years past due that President Biden has finally started to call Donald Trump by his name out loud. Donald Trump. Donald Trump is betting. Donald Trump. I'm still the only person to ever beat Donald Trump. We are well past the hour where he should be referred to as anything else other than Trump, directly, caustically, and unsparingly. For too long, the Biden White House has tried to ignore the threat at hand, to dismiss it. That guy, my defeated opponent, a thousand euphemisms, but all the while, a vast, malicious propaganda wave was washing and crashing over the Biden campaign. And the result is at this moment, 10 days after the inauguration, one year on, Joe Biden is losing the election to Donald Trump at a moment where the events that are unknown in their outcome are coming together that will define the 2024 race. And chief among them is the crisis in the Red Sea and across the Persian Gulf. There have been 167 attacks launched by Iranian-backed militia groups targeting American soldiers across the broader Middle East. The attack on Saturday was successful and three army reservists from Georgia were killed in action. Their bodies will be returned home to the United States for burial. The Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, has said over and over again that it is the aim of American policy not to see an escalation in the broader Middle East. But the fact of the matter is this, the war is escalating, the crisis is growing, and the evidence of that are the 167 attacks thus far launched by Iranian proxies against American soldiers. The fact that finally an attack succeeded in achieving its aim of killing Americans does not take away or mitigate the attempts to kill Americans, 167 of them. The fact that an attempt succeeded was ultimately bound to happen in the world's most dangerous neighborhood. The question now is what will the United States do? And here, we must be patient. Here, we must show restraint and wisdom learned from the last 20 years of war. It is not an unfair question to ask. And it is not a signal of weakness to demand. What is our strategy? What if it is the case that Iranian policy and aims are to draw the United States profoundly divided at home into deeper and deeper water? Abraham Lincoln understood something profound about the American character, and it's this. You can't send the American army to war without taking the American people 
to war alongside of them. Democracies cannot sustain military action without popular support. The Iranian plan is clear to draw the United States into a war, into an engagement that they believe we do not have the patience, the fortitude, or the will to win. The Iranians get a vote if, in fact, a condition of war exists between us and them. And what Iran is doing is trying to drive the United States out of the Middle East. It is as a result of American policy that Iran has become the most powerful country in the Middle East. And its corrupt, theocratic government needs a foreign enemy in order to maintain social cohesion in a society that is teeming with rebellion against the old order, which has suffocated the soul of the country for more than 40 years. Lindsey Graham and John Cornyn, Tom Cotton, and a bevy of other Republicans have demanded strikes against Iran, strikes against Tehran, targeting the Iranian people. None of them have any plan. It's all bellicose words. The American people must demand of their government clear-headed thinking, restraint, and in this hour of growing crisis, a plan. The world is moving towards a confrontation, the likes we have not seen in 80 years. It is not too late to avoid war, but all across the world, British generals, Swedish generals, Lithuanian generals are sounding the alarm about something they deem as inevitable. They're increasingly beginning to view the Ukrainian war as failed and that Vladimir Putin will walk out of it victorious and his ambitions will not be sated. What they see is confrontation ahead. What they see is escalation arising out of the conflict that started when Hamas attacked and murdered over 1,300 Israelis. The world is at its most dangerous hours since 1973, according to the Secretary of State. And he's correct. In fact, it may be moving towards its most dangerous hours since 1961 and the Cuban Missile Crisis. In fact, it may be moving towards its most dangerous hour since 1962 and the Cuban Missile Crisis. No generation of human beings is inoculated from the savagery of war. No American should have a lack of imagination about what the consequences of a third world war would be. This is something that nobody should want. This is a moment that requires restraint, wisdom, and discipline. All virtues in exceedingly short supply in today's Washington, D.C. Thank you for listening to my political commentary. If you like what you heard today, please also consider subscribing to The Warning, daily newsletter on Substack. Our democracy hangs in the balance. The 2024 presidential election is the most 
consequential in America's history. It's not hyperbole. It's a fact. That is why the mission of The Warning with Steve Schmidt is to help readers orient to the currents that are shaping our times and the unseen forces driving politics that are very rarely discussed on cable news. Please sign up at Steve Schmidt, S-T-E-V-E-S-C-H-M-I-D-T dot substack dot com. Again, Steve Schmidt dot substack dot com or at the link in the show notes section below. Thank you to each and every one of you for listening and watching.